welcome to Centered Sunday with the Resilient Me with your host, Sharice Shy Holmes. So as you guys can tell by the title, what are we talking about today? Waiting, okay? Help, my weight game is weak. So I was talking to my cousin and we were talking about how it's hard for people to wait sometimes for relationships, for job opportunities, for various things to manifest in our life that we've wanted for such a long, long time. And we talked about how people often settle all the time. And I was like, the crazy thing is, I know that you know that I know that you know you're not supposed to be settling. It's clear. I've seen all the memes. I've seen everybody posting videos. I've seen you quoting it. I've heard it in conversation said to me. I've said it to other people. But lo and behold, we still can probably all point to areas in our life where we've decided to settle. Settle and possibly complain. Maybe both. So I want to talk about the problem with the weight overall. So let's just dive right into today's discussion. All right, so wait, what is it? What is the weight, okay? What is this ugly, horrible thing that we don't like to do? The weight is the period between the desire and the manifestation of that desire. So it's the desire and the actual reality. There are two factors that go into the desire itself, okay? The first factor, so think of it like two sides to every story. So, or a coin even, that's a good, that's a good analogy, a coin. Um, so you have desire itself, which is the coin. On one side of that coin is the absence of the thing that you want. And on the other side of that coin is the thing itself, okay? So desire is composed of two parts, not having what it is that you want and what it is that you want to put it in simpler terms. So our problem is the time it takes to go from the desire to reality. It's a big problem for a lot of us, okay? Now, there's two ways, there's a lot of ways I should say, but there we're just gonna categorize them into two ways, two ways that you can wait. There's a good weight and there's a bad weight. So. This is where it all falls apart, where our best meant quotes unravel before our very eyes, okay? (laughs) So there's the good waiting, where you actually experience the joy of receiving it as if you've already received it, right? That's the waiting that we need to get into that'll keep us from actually settling. So in the good waiting, we're talking about, you know, you getting the car, you getting the new job, you having that blissful relationship, your business finally taking off. That is the good waiting, okay? Imagining all those things happening, okay? So an example of this would be us going on vacation or let's say you were planning to to attend an event with a friend and you're really looking forward to it. So you plan this vacation, you are getting excited about the vacation before you've even paid for the vacation. Before you've even asked anybody if they want to go and they can go, okay? Before you bought the tickets, before you clicked buy, you have started to experience joy. I don't know about you, but I'm one of those people that love to plan. Before I even got everything settled down, guys, I could spend four to five, I won't even say more than that because it definitely can happen, planning, 
an event, whether it's going on a trip or planning, you know, food places I want to eat when I get there, some touristy attractions, all that stuff. I can experience so much joy in planning the trip before the trip even arrives. That is the type of waiting that you want to have. If you can tap into experiencing the joy of receiving it before it actually comes, it's a total game changer. It's a total shift and it keeps you in a positive place. I'm going to tell you what that space is called, okay? That space between you pursuing what you want and saying, I have this desire and I have this goal, it's actually attaining the goal, okay? You are experiencing a level of ecstasy before you actually achieve what it is that you desire. That's major. Think about it. We, we all have had stuff like that. Like if you know you're about to meet up with your friends and you know you guys want to clown, you have a good time, you're going to catch up. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, some sarcasm, some playing games. I mean, just enjoying each other's camaraderie. You are getting excited in, in anticipation of it coming. Okay, why? Because you've created the environment. You've told yourself that you're going to have fun. This is going to be amazing. I really need this. This is going to be a cool kickback or a fantastic vacation. You have painted images in your mind. Nobody else gave them to you but you. And I think we we get distracted and, and feel like um, we're influenced a lot by other people. But you're the one that creates the story. You're the one that creates the idea. You're the one that creates the excitement and the anticipation of what is to come. So even though we may be the one who set the desire that, hey, I want to buy a building, right? Um, or I want to have a blissful relationship. Or I want my business to take to take off, right? We set that desire. But that picture that's painted in between the, the two, between the desire and the manifestation The narrative comes from you. The entire narrative comes from you. And we are the ones who have control of how we're going to feel in that period. It's nobody else's fault. Nobody told you to settle. Nobody told you to give up. Nobody told you to throw in the town. Nobody told you to go backwards. Nobody told you that it's not going to happen. Well, maybe people did say that. But (laughs) you believe it. You believe it when people tell you, oh, it's not going to happen for you. You have to take control of your narrative. So what does our bad narrative look like? We experience stories of telling ourselves we're inadequate. We also tell ourselves that we are not enough. There's a lot of doubt in those time periods. And we are living in a lack mode, a scarcity mode. It's never going to happen for me. I don't think it's going to work out. I've tried so many times. I've applied to 20 jobs already and it's just not working out. I've been that girl. I've said all those things about many, many, many things. But I promise you, if you practice these tips that I'm about to share with you, you're going to have a whole different experience. You are about to up and raise your weight game. Okay. It's time for us to level up. Okay. It's time for us to level up. Okay. (laughs) So let's level up your weight game. Now, What we're actually saying when we say my weight game is weak is translated as I don't have patience, period. Or I don't have enough patience. Depends on how long you were waiting. I don't have enough patience. So 
I'm going to help you move from a place of I don't have enough patience to I'm enjoying this. So I'm going to share a couple ways that I did this myself. So the very first thing that I think is probably really important for you to know, we become disgruntled in patience because we believe that waiting is just waiting. It's just blah. Like it's just going to come to me. It's just going to happen. It's not happening. I've said it. I spoke it. I put it on my vision board. Why is it not here? Waiting is an active game. Did you guys hear me? Waiting is an active game. There's a difference between waiting and just waiting. And then there's active waiting. Okay. Which one are you doing? Are you actively waiting? Or are you passively waiting? Actively waiting is a game changer to increase your longevity in the weight game. So here are some things that you need to practice in the weight game to be an active waiter. That's a lot of weights. Okay. Number one. You need to prepare as if you have already received it, okay? You cannot receive something that you are not prepared for because your mind will reject it when it does come your way and you will actually self-sabotage. How do I know this? I've done it and I've seen a lot of people do it. <laughs> so let me tell you an example. So when I was preparing to buy my building, I started saving money as if I was paying a mortgage of the amount of the building that I wanted to pay for, okay? I took classes on how to be a landlord. I took classes even before I got to that on how to clean up my credit. Now, to give you a little bit of a backstory for this particular uh, topic today on Centered Sunday, I was actually having a discussion with my cousin. I was planning to talk about boundaries today. I think I said that last week that I was going to talk about boundaries today. And this struck me so hard in conversation. I was like, yeah, this totally needs to be addressed. Being an active waiter means that you are taking steps to receive what you want. You have to be in a place where you are prepared for it to come. I've seen this happen in relationships where people will meet somebody great and they'll be like, why are you here? What do you want? Are you trying to take advantage of me? Can I really trust you? And then you ask them a thousand questions. You freak this person out and they're like, yo, this person has way too much damage that I can't deal with. I thought she was cool, but uh, <laughs> she got too much baggage and I ain't here for it. Okay. This is a area that we neglect when we are waiting. We do not prepare as if we have already received it. So I want to challenge you to think of some things that you're waiting for that you are actually preparing for, okay? If you're not taking action, whether it is taking classes or um, expanding your knowledge about the subject or actually physically preparing your space for it to come, then you are not actively waiting. Active waiting beats passive waiting any day, okay? So the first thing you want to do is make sure that you're prepared for it. Uh, the second thing you want to do is make sure that you move away from feelings of lack and move into feelings of appreciation. The first thing I want you to do is take your time to write a list of all the things that you are appreciative of. I mean all. Everything, everything you can possibly think of until your hand gets tired, okay? Whether you're typing or writing. I need you to do this so that you can shift your energy from feeling 
a place of lack. I don't have the friends that I want. I don't have the car that I want. I don't have the house that I want. I don't have the boyfriend that I want. I don't have the job that I want. I need you to get out of that mindset. I need you to break that story and shift yourself into a place of appreciation. And the way to do that, to get your appreciative juices flowing is to start listing every single thing that you're grateful for. Well, I don't have the friends that I want, but I have two freaking awesome, solid friends that are always there for me. Okay. I I can work with that. I can work with that. Hmm. I don't have the job that I want, but I'm making more money than I was three years ago. So I've moved up. Okay. That's good. Um, I don't have the person that I would like to be in a relationship with, but I've done a lot of deep diving and have gotten to know myself in a way that I've never known myself before. And I found my identity and I found my purpose. And that is priceless. You see how like I'm just saying is like as an example to you and the feelings of appreciation are just coming over me while I'm talking. OK, this can be done easily. And in in a short amount of time period. Okay, so set some time apart to write down every single thing that you're grateful for. Now, I want to read this to you guys so that I do not get this wrong because I have this brilliant insight that I want to share with you guys. When you shift into gratitude, it opens up the realm of abundance because you have gratitude without realizing you've received something. Okay? When you shift from appreciation, you open up abundance. Like, I'm shifting from lack to appreciation. I am now experiencing the abundance of all the good things that I have in my life that I didn't have before. Now that I'm experiencing this abundance, I'm starting to feel gratefulness. The only way that I can feel gratefulness is if I've received something. Do you, are you guys following me here? So if I get into the realm of appreciation, that'll shift me into gratitude. And then I'm opening up myself to receive. I can't be grateful for something I haven't received, right? I'm not grateful for something. Like, I can't be grateful for good health if I didn't have good health, right? At some point in my life, whether it was when I was younger or whether it was even for just a month. Or um, I have to be grateful for the amazing relationship that I had with my soulmate. Even though he's gone now, right? Passed away. There are points and times that we can go backwards in our lives and start to appreciate the things that we have received so that we can open up the door to receive. I've just shifted my heart from scarcity, lack, uh, um, uh, doubt, inadequacy into appreciation, gratitude, abundance, receiving mode. It is a much better way to be in that space than to be in the scarcity space. So when you realize you're always receiving, you are always receiving. Every morning that you wake up, you are receiving the gift of another day. If you just take a second to lay on the ground, the ground freaking supports you. If you, I mean, we can, we could be so excited about the very, very small, small things, I am supported daily just by the mere fact that the ground keeps me up. (laughs) Like, I feel fully, wholly supported, okay? I'm not just floating around aimlessly trying to get things done, okay? I have full support underneath me. Support of your loved ones that are rooting for you, encouraging you, your friends, 
When you know that you are always receiving, that means I can always be in a gratitude and I can always have the river of appreciation running. I am able to stay out of scarcity and live in abundance. Now your third step, should you choose to accept it? And this is probably the most challenging Life, this is probably going to be like a lifelong thing that you have to do. This is not like a one hit it and quit it and you got it and you're good. Because I battle this all the time. I've gotten better. I don't battle it as frequently as I do now. But number three, you have to make sure that you block all doubt. Block all doubt that you are not going to receive the desire that you have asked for. Block it. Block, 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 block. Okay? I need you to block it. All right? <laughs> You want to block it, and I mean completely and wholly. So that means, yes, that means jokes, hmm, jokes that you're not going to get what it is that you requested. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Don't do it. That also means sarcasm. I know some of us love to revel in the realm of sarcasm. That used to be me. But in sarcasm, there's a bit of truth. And sometimes that that truth is not actually true. But we say it is because we feel it. And when you're feeling that way, guess what? You are still entertaining doubt, inadequacy, lack. Okay? That means shutting down the jokes, shutting down the sarcasm. And that also means... Your thoughts. You have to monitor your thoughts. Even if you're not speaking it and telling friends, I'm never going to get married. Nobody wants me. Or joking about how long it's going to take you to get married. Or the fact that you um, may end up just getting a dog and then the dog will be your kid and that'll be the end of it. And hey, if that is what you truly want, I know people who don't want to have kids and I'm like, hoorah to you. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you actually do want kids, but you're, 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 you want kids, but you're actively saying that you don't think it's going to happen, I need you to stop. Stop that, okay? I need you to cut out any possibility of leaving the door open to doubt. I need you to act and operate as if it is true and it is just a matter of time before it comes to you. If you're preparing yourself you're staying in the mode of gratitude and you're shutting down all doubt, it is going to be like heaven in the weight. It is, I promise you it will. I've, I've, I have and currently do experience that. Anxious for nothing. I mean, listen to me, anxious for nothing. <clears throat> as long as I am focused and know the route that I take is going to draw me in that direction, um, it's a lot easier for me to shut down any panic or anxiety that may come. Like, how am I going to accomplish this? I really want to get this done. I used to get so overwhelmed. Like, my, my mind, my thoughts would just be ah, taking me all over the place. Like, you're not going to be successful. You've tried so hard. Look at how far you've only come. Shut it all down. And this is what you do to counter it, okay? You shut down the thoughts. You get better at it, okay? So sometimes this might take me a minute. It used to take me like a minute to get to this place. Now it's probably like 20 seconds, okay? Sometimes I can catch it even quicker. When these thoughts start to arise, doubt, inadequacy, lack, 
shut it down immediately and then you need you need to replace that thought okay because the mind will keep going back to it you've already created the wiring in your brain to keep going back to it so now you got to create a new wiring in your brain to go to a better place all right if you don't like the thought that you're having have another thought so now we got to replace the thought so what are we replacing the thought with we're replacing the thought with the feelings of receiving it already this is the fun time. You get to use your imagination in a positive way like we used to do when we were children, okay? So imagine, if, if you really want to be in a relationship, what are you going to imagine? I'm going to imagine, because I like to travel, I'm going to imagine we're sitting on the plane together and we're holding hands and we're looking out the window and we're about to land in South Africa. I'm imagining the... Um, dinner that we have i'm imagining the safari i'm imagining all this cool stuff you want to know why because it's way more fun imagining that than getting anxiety and panic attacks and wallowing in doubt my body shutting down on me having sickness you know what i'm just gonna pull out of all of those things and shift my mind to what i want so when those thoughts dots i said doubts i put doubts and thoughts together when those doubting thoughts arise, stop and replace the thought with what you want, the feelings of what you want. I mean, go deep into it. The more you do this, the easier it is going to become for you to shut down these thoughts and go to a space of appreciation and gratitude. All right. That's all I have for you all today. I actually thought about this. I really want to start closing out our Centered Sunday with affirmations that you can say with me. So we're going to start doing that now. Um, If you have not, that was a real long um, if you have not purchased your reset journal for clearing your emotional space, please click on the link and get your journal. And if you're not in the private Facebook group, I want you to come and join us. We're actually reading Girl, Wash Your Face. And I think it would be awesome if you came and shared your wisdom and your insight with the tribe. Okay? You're not meant to do life alone. Alone. Come and join us. Okay? All right. So here are affirmations that we're going to close out with every single Center Sunday. You ready? I think I'm, you guys can just say them with me. I'm just going to say them slow. And you'll memorize them over time. I am enough. I belong and I matter. And that's it for our Centered Sunday. Peace.